Hello, and welcome to Why Are We Here? A Philosophical Investigation with me, Trevor. And me, Zach. What do we have? What do you have for us, Zach? What is our creation myth of the day or two? Well, today we've got a, a pretty hefty beast to cover. Uh, we have two. I don't know if we'll get to the second one, but I'm sure you'll love the first one. It is Greek. Oh, Everybody Greek. loves the Greeks, right? That's good. Yeah. I'm excited. I almost wish it was Roman so I could say when in Rome, but eh. <laughs> Well, here we go. Let's, let's hear it. In the beginning, there was only chaos. Then out of the void appeared Erebus, the unknowable place where death dwells, and night. All else was empty, silent, endless, dark. Then love was born bringing along the beginning of order. From love emerges light, followed by Gaia, the Earth. Wait, so death started first? Yes. But how do you have... So it's like a chicken and the egg thing. So, like... So they picked the egg, Trevor. They picked the egg? Yeah. So, so death begins life. We don't have... We haven't gotten to life yet. I can't tell if these are, like, immor like concepts or if these are actual beings, but... Okay. So death starts first. Yes. Now... Erebus, okay, the one that came out of the void, slept with night, eventually giving birth to ether, the heavenly light, and today, the earthly light. Then, night alone created doom, fate, death, sleep, dreams, nemesis, and all things that dwell in the darkness haunting man mankind. Meanwhile, Gaia alone gave birth to Uranus, the sky. Uranus became Gaia's husband, her son, surrounding her on all sides. Together they produce the three Cyclops, the three Hetcon Cares, those are uh, the hundred-handed giants, big giants, hundred hands. Oh, wow. And the twelve titans. Right. They become important later. Yeah. Wait, okay. Just got to make sure. Can you go over that again? There's one. Uranus. The important ones are Gaia, her son husband Uranus, son husband Uranus. <laughs> the Cyclopses that they gave birth to, the Hetcon Cares, and the titans. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Titans are the ones that have the gods. Okay, yeah, sorry. Whoa, sorry. calm down. I don't want to spoil spoiler. anything. Yeah, spoiler alert there, sorry. Right. However, Uranus was a cruel father and husband. He hated the Hetcon cares and, uh, and imprisoned them by pushing them into the hidden places of the earth, Gaia's womb. This angered Gaia, and she plotted against Uranus. She made a flint sickle and tried to get her children to attack Uranus. They were all too afraid, except the youngest Titan, Cronus. Gaia and Cronus set an ambush of Uranus as he lay with Gaia at night. Cronus grabbed his father and cut off the parts that allow him to reproduce. It is unclear <laughs> as to what happened to Uranus afterwards. He either died, withdrew from the earth, or exiled himself to Italy, which is quite interesting. As he departed, he promised that Cronus and the Titans would be punished. From the blood that was spilled on the earth, emerged the giants, the ash tree nymphs, and the Irenas. From the sea foam that was produced, where uh, the parts that they cut off fell into the ocean, emerged Aphrodite. Ooh. So that's basically like um, he was the father of two things there. Well, he's, he, him alone, he was the father of three, the giants, the ash tree nymphs, and uh I kind of thought that Aphrodite. he needed a person. It's interesting to think <laughs> that he... Uh, to exile himself to Italy 
because like I thought, you know, these these were huge beings without like really form or shape, but well, I figured that the Earth has been created there, and well, <laughs> where better place to go than Italy if you're exiled? I, I guess so. I mean, I mean, if you're under six feet tall, <laughs> I'm imagining that these are some small, some small immortal beings. I figure they can just take like a, some really huge steps, and they'll be in. It's like not that far away. How are you gonna enjoy an olive in Italy when you're 500 feet tall? You're not. Well, you're not know, even gonna know you ate it. I bet that opens them for a lot of like. Jokes such as, how's the altitude up there? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cronus became the next ruler. He imprisoned the Cyclops, the Hetcat Concares, in Tartarus. He married his sister Rhea and had many children. He ruled for many ages. However, Gaia and Uranus both had prophesied that Cronus would be eventually overthrown by his son. To avoid this, Cronus swallowed all of his children as they were born. Oh, I've, I've heard this one before. Well, Rhea was angry, <laughs> his wife, at the treatment of the children and plotted against Cronus. When it was time to give birth to her sixth child, Rhea hid herself. Then she left the child to be raised by nymphs. To conceal her act, she wrapped the stone in swaddling clothes and passed it off as the baby to Cronus, who swallowed it. Not a bright thing. Wait. She wrapped a rock in, in sheets, and he ate it. I think he pretty much considers them all like sheets, baby, same thing. Rock. Mm. Rock. Mm. I mean, I mean, if, if you're covering a baby with sheets. I'm having a hard time digesting that one. It's not going to look that much different. <laughs> guess so. That's a little disgusting, though. So, not only are they, like, very, very malformed people due to their um, inter-family relationships, but they also decide to eat their own family? I I think it's safe to say that since they're gods, they don't have to worry about genetics. Um, Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. I won't won't even bring that up. (laughs) All right. (laughs) The child that was hidden away was Zeus. He grew into a handsome youth at the island of Crete. He consulted Methus on how to defeat Cronus. She prepared a drink for Cronus, designed to make him regurgitate the other children. <laughs> Rhea convinced Cronus to accept his son, and Zeus was allowed to return to Mount Olympus as Cronus' cupbearer, giving him the opportunity to serve Metis' potion to Cronus. The plan worked perfectly, and the other five children emerged out of Cronus. Now, naturally, as gods, they were unharmed <laughs> and thankful to their youngest brother. They made him their leader. Did they wait? Did they grow up inside grew, of their yes. father? Yes, they probably ate some of that stone a little bit every you know, now and then. Oh, that's disgusting. I mean, high in iron. Yeah, I mean, I guess. No, no, no. I was gonna say it was a good environment for like growing up in, but I guess if it's a god, it's at least fairly big. It's <laughs> a very big god. They kind of small. Well, well, we'll, we'll okay, okay. Cronus was yet to be defeated, though. He and the Titans. Except Prometheus, Epimetheus, and Oceanus fought to retain their power. This led to the war between the Titans and the Olympians, called Titanomachy. Atlas became their leader, leader of the Titans, and it looked for some time as though they would win and put the young gods down. However, Zeus was cunning. (laughs) He went to Tartarus and freed the Cyclops and the Hecaton Cares. Prometheus joined Zeus as well. He returned to battle with his new allies. 
as Cyclops provided Zeus with lightning bolts for weapons. Famous imagery right there. Ooh. Where'd you get the lightning bolts? The Cyclops. Where'd they get the lightning bolts? Magic tricks. <laughs> Magic tricks. The head cat Ton Cares were armed with boulders, waiting an ambush. At the right time, Zeus retreated, drawing the Titans into the head cat Ton Cares ambush, rained down hundreds of boulders with such a fury that the Titans thought the mountains were falling on them. They ran away, leaving Zeus victorious. That's right there makes me believe that these gods are probably like six feet tall max. They're probably not bigger than like people. Which is interesting to think. So they're able to get crushed by rocks? Yeah. And the mountains appear big to them. But they're gods. Well, I mean, they're big mountains. They live on top of a mountain. They live above on top of a mountain. Well. You'll see how far up they live in a second. Oh, I'm excited for this. Zeus exiled the Titans, who had fought against him to Tartarus. With the exception of Atlas, who, being the leader of the opposing force, was punished to hold the universe on his shoulders. Yes, yes. That's what happens to leaders. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. However, even after this victory, Zeus was not safe. Gaia, angry that her children had been imprisoned, gave birth to her last child, Typhon. Typhon was the deadliest monster in Greek mythology, and was known as the father of all monsters. He was so fearsome that most of the gods fled. However, Zeus faced the monster, and flinging his lightning bolt, was able to kill it. Typhon was buried under Mount Etna in Sicily. Wait a minute, so, so gods can die now? They can die. Okay, okay. See, there's a bit of a classification. There's the gods, and then there's, there's the immortal gods. The pre-gods. Well, not all the gods are immortal. Oh. Yeah. But they're able to survive inside of the stomach. Well, those ones are immortal. Those ones are immortal? Those ones are immortal. Oh, so it's like as soon as far away, like the farther away you get, the less immortal you get. So like from the first guy, which is why we are definitely not immortal. It's kind of just random. Oh, okay, just random. <laughs> You'd think there'd be some more order to that. No. No? Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't think they got that far. Uh, too advanced, too advanced. Indeed. Much later, Zeus faced a final challenge set by the giants. They went so far as to attempt to invade Mount Olympus, piling mountain upon mountain in an effort to reach the top. Nevertheless, the gods had already grown strong. And with the help of Heracles, the giants were subdued and killed. See, they can kill them. The giants can kill... They, they killed all the giants. That's why there's no more. It makes perfect sense to me. Oh. But there was trolls in the last story. Now, check this. This ain't Troll 2, Trevor. Okay, this ain't the sequel. <laughs> check this. I thought they Troll 2 didn't have a prequel. No, there's like, there, there's a ton of Troll movies. Uh, okay, many. sorry, sorry, sorry. Back Mount, to business. Mountain upon mountain, Trevor. It's too high. You can't just walk up to Mount Olympus. You gotta get that VIP pass. Oh. Do you want that VIP pass, or does that mean you're dead? That means you're a god. Dead people don't get to go to Mount Olympus. Dead people go to... Uh, but the gods can die. Sometimes. Only some gods. Some gods. Including yeah. Zeus, apparently, because he was worried about Zeus. But he's, but he's not going to die right now. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry, sorry. That's not the point of this story. This is a creation story. Okay. Sorry, man. Ah. Prometheus and Epimetheus, two titans, were spared imprisonment after Tartarus, after the Titanomachy, the war between the titans and the Olympians, in case you had forgotten, because they had not fought alongside the titans. Instead, they were given the task of creating man. 
is where the creation comes in. Ooh. Prometheus shaped man out of mud, and Athena breathed life into his clay figure. Athena was one of the gods who Cronus swallowed. They kind of skipped over that. Athena's the god of the hunt, right? Wisdom. Wisdom. And uh, and there's a lot of gods of the hunt, I think. Every god's a god of the hunt. Yeah. They like to kill people. Yeah, so, <laughs> wait, so, we're, so we're wise and we're hunters. Well, th- Makes that sense, kind she of. just breathed the life in. They well, haven't yeah, given the tra- traits yet. I'm assuming that, you know, we we get a little bit of traits of... Not no, yet. No. You God breath ahead. doesn't give that Jumping to ahead. They just gave him <laughs> life. Prometheus assigned Epimetheus with the task of giving the creatures of the earth their various qualities, such as swiftness, cunning, strength, fur, wings. Unfortunately, by the time he got to man, Epimetheus had given all the good qualities out, and there were none left for man. <laughs> so Prometheus decided to make stand, man stand upright like the gods. And he did give them fire. That's all we got. It was fire and the ability to stand upright. That's, that's all our traits He did ever. not give us the ability to defend ourselves from a tiger with big teeth or a bear that can beat you up and then bury you and come back and eat you later. Wait, so he didn't get wiseness either. Mm, well, so the ability to stand upright and have fire. And have fire. Well, I mean, that gal is pretty far so far. I mean, animals don't have fire. Now, Prometheus loved man more than the Olympians, who had banished most of his family to Tartarus. So when Zeus decreed that man must sacrifice a portion of each food to the gods, Prometheus decided to trick Zeus. He created two piles, one with bones wrapped in juicy fat, mm. and another with the finest meat, hidden inside a hide. He then asked Zeus to choose which one of the piles he wanted. Zeus, unaware, chose the bones, and since he had given his word, was forced to accept that bones as his share of future sacrifice. In his anger over the trick, he took fire away from man. <laughs> However, Prometheus lit a torch from the sun and brought it back again to man. Zeus was enraged that man again had fire and decided to inflict a terrible punishment on both man and Prometheus. And that is? To punish man, Zeus and Hephaestus. Hephaestus, the crippled one who fell off Mount Olympus. <laughs> I mean, don't be messing around. <laughs> Side story. Zeus and Hephaestus created a mortal of stunning beauty. The gods gave the mortals the mortal many gifts of wealth. He then had Hermes give the mortal a deceptive heart and a lying tongue. This creation was Pandora, the first woman. It's not gonna fare well for women oh. in the creation. Yeah, story. Pandora's box. Oh, sorry, sorry. I don't know sorry. about that yet. Just food for thought. Just food for thought. This creation was Pandora, the first woman. A final gift, which Pandora was forbidden to open, was a jar. Thus Zeus sent Pandora to Epimetheus, who had decided to live amongst men. These titans really like men, and since they fit in, I'm really I'm feeling like they're like six feet tall max. Or people were shorter back then. Maybe they're like five four. Maybe they're hobbits. Maybe they're like three seven. I, I mean, know. maybe. I think people were shorter back then. So maybe they're just like really tall people, and you just like <laughs> point at the tallest person in the room and say, "God, God." Seven feet tall. Well, it could happen. Not a basketball player. A oh, god. <laughs> well, they didn't have basketball then. So maybe that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Prometheus had warned Epimetheus not to accept gifts from Zeus. Prometheus was a pretty wise guy. But Pandora's beauty was too great. So he let her stay. Okay. Eventually, though, Pandora's curiosity about the forbidden jar overwhelmed her. She opened it, releasing all evils upon the earth. Mm-hmm. Only one thing was left in the jar when Pandora managed to close the lid again. So that was Pandora's box. Hope. That was the only thing left in the box. Hope? She's too stupid. Oh. Only thing left in the box was hope. 
Only thing you need hope left That's inside the good. box. I mean, did she find it eventually? Or have we just lost hope? That's in another part of the story. Okay, we don't well, cover that. We're covering the creation. Oh, I'm sorry, but at least at least there's hope somewhere. So <laughs> everything's wait. So let's go through over this again, really quick. Yes. Okay. There was a battle, and battle. Uh, wait, no. First of first off, there was immortal concepts, night, death, <laughs> death, death, death first. Those create the titans. Yeah. The so titans. life from death there. Oh, going off our theme last week. That's pretty good. Titans create the Olympians. Yeah. Who are the gods that you think of when you normally think of? But gods. that's but that's after having eaten. The Olympians for a long time. Well, one of them eats the Olympians. Like Aphrodite <laughs> is just one of the original gods. She just comes out and see. And gods are acid proof. Mm-hmm. Acid proof. Yeah, acid proof gods that come out of stomach of. Uh, don't need to eat. Apparently they did. Wait, they don't need to eat either. So they clear inside of stomach. There's nothing to eat in there. Wait, but what's? The, I've got the question yeah. of wait. So there's nothing to eat inside the stomach. So they need things to eat. They don't need things. They don't need things to eat. But why do they ask for an offering of food? Zeus is a greedy person. I mean, he just he's likes not a stuff. person. He's a god. He's a greedy thing. He's a greedy god type thing. Yeah, but okay. So he's he's hungry. Mm-hmm. Yet he doesn't eat. Oh, he's not hungry. He just likes it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if he, he like made bathe something, in bones? wouldn't you like it? Does he like bathe in the bones? They now? like death a lot, and so they want some, a little little sacrifice here and then, to make sure things um, stay a little bloody. Okay, okay. So then it's not like they're hungry. It's just like. They want it because they want to have the rest of the world suffer. Well, I mean, they can't. But there's have hope. Man growing too bountiful. They leave hope inside the box. Oh, okay. There's no hope they yet. They have to go back and get that later. Okay. That's in the sequel. The sequel. Along with the trolls. Oh, trolls are in the sequel. You have that? No. Oh. <laughs> next time. Maybe next week. Who knows? Next year after we get to destruction. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Why aren't we here? A philosophical investigation. <laughs> Why aren't we here? I hope that doesn't happen next year. <laughs> We're getting ahead of ourselves. We already kind of had a destruction story there last week. Okay, sorry. Oh, they, they all in. They all, yeah. Now, okay, Zeus, everything's bad. Yes. Well, so what's happened so far is they send Pandora, who's basically a time bomb. She's basically just a really pretty nice time bomb, who is going to eventually... Unleashed, unleashed terrible suffering upon mankind. And we've yeah. gotten to the point where she has. She unleashed that. And so now Zeus was angry at Prometheus for three things. Being tricked on the sacrifices, uh-huh. stealing fire and giving it to man, and refusing to tell Zeus which of Zeus's children would dethrone him. Zeus, is co- Zeus commanded his servants, force and violence, to seize Prometheus, take him to the Caucasus Mountains, and, this is the best part, Chain him to a rock with unbreakable diamond chains. There, he was tormented day and night by eagles tearing at his liver. Zeus gave Prometheus <laughs> two ways out of the torment. Oh, they skipped the part. Now, this eagle <laughs> eats his liver every day, and every night it grows back. For oh. 37 years. Well, that's not bad. I mean, as long as it grows back. I feel like you need your liver. Well, it grows back so the eagle can eat it again. Well, you'd probably get used to it after a while. I don't think so. There's something you don't get used to. Like taking an exam. There's nothing you just don't get used to. It's awful every time. Oh, well. Okay, so... Yeah. Hold Zeus up. So Zeus is now basically turning into his... His, um... Oh, father, yeah. in a way. Because oh, he's, like, turning evil. He's not a nice guy. No. 
No, no. He's not evil. He's just not a nice. Wait, guy. but I thought nobody overthrew. They didn't Bruce. invent evil. Okay. Some. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. That concept's not around yet. Evil. There you go. Okay. Yes. Continue. Zeus gave Prometheus two ways out of his torment. He could tell Zeus the mother of the child that yeah. would dethrone him, or meet two conditions. First, that an immortal must volunteer to die for Prometheus, and second, that a mortal must kill the eagle and unchain him. Eventually, Chiron the centaur agreed to die for him, and Hercules or Heracles killed the eagle and unbound him. And that's Zeus and Hades. That's the end of the Jason story. So they, they killed the eagle. Heracles killed the eagle. Why? It was one of his twelve. Was that one of his twelve tasks? Maybe. But why did they kill? Why? What? Because the eagle was a, that was the only one of the two ways that Prometheus could be free was if the eagle was killed and an immortal volunteered to die for him, and Chiron was volunteered, who I believe is the person who shepherds you across the river Styx when you die. Is that not? Oh, in Dante's Inferno. In general. Oh. Maybe. That sounds sounds good. That's crazy. He's a pretty nice man. Pretty nice centaur, sorry. Volunteering to die. So in reality, at this point you have like trolls that are still alive, wandering around. Ooh, they haven't created trolls yet. Oh, I told you that's in the sequel. <laughs> oh that's in the sequel. Yep. Wait, I thought that they created something. Oh. Cyclops, there's Cyclopses and there's these big giants with one hundred hands. But they've been locked up. Zeus doesn't like them. Oh, wait, okay. So, no, nobody, I thought they died. Nobody they died. really liked them. No, they... they In the battle. Oh, no, they they helped Zeus, and then I'm pretty sure it mentioned him locking them up, which is kind of fun, nice. Yeah, okay, so... All right, in terms of this story, we've got... A lot of men. Oh, they don't really, really? mention the genders of the... Uh, First, like the, uh, the Titans, the things before the Titans, like the conceptual things, like chaos, night, nemesis. Well, aren't the Titans not really? No, they have genders. They have genders. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. And Cronus, Cronus's father had a gender, but well, yeah. Cronus is hungry. <laughs> okay, so starts out with darkness and death. Chaos, chaos, and oh, chaos and death. Just chaos, and then out of chaos comes. Erebus. That's where death dwells. But they, death, the place where death dwells gives birth to death. Mm. So, yeah. That's that's kind of scary. Yes, no? Okay. Which, well, it's kind of interesting to think that death is not necessarily more of a concept than a literal construction. Construction. Yeah, I was trying to think of something to say that. Well... Okay, so in terms of people, there's not really that many people that are in here. There's like, at the creation story, you've got two people, right? You've got Pandora, and you've got... Is it just man? Well, man, yeah, they, it's pretty <laughs> much just generally man. They there don't <laughs> mention any people in the story. There is Heracles, who is half god, half uh, human. Half human, half god? Yeah. The demigod. A demigod. Okay. And then there's Pandora, and but and then there's Epimetheus, but Epimetheus is a Titan. Right. Okay. So you've got a Titan and you've got a uh, a god. Oh Pan my god! This is weird. 
Hmm? So it goes Titans, wait, no, pre-Titans, Titans, God, uh, gods, then humans? Or human things, then gods? Mm-hmm. Or that human things, then humans? Gods, humans, and then it's pretty much... They've created all the animals, they don't mention that. The animals exist, Epimetheus, oh, okay. they, they oh, create yeah, them, they had to Prometheus and Epimetheus create them, and then Epimetheus gives them their traits, and leaves man nothing. <laughs> we got fire. We got fire, which apparently is worth a lot. Yeah, I mean... Because for that, Prometheus gets an awful torture. We've gone pretty far with fire. I think they might have left out a few things. <laughs> for for having fire and two legs to stand on, I think we're doing pretty well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, imagine all the things that we could have not discovered. Like iPhones. Oh! <gasps> Yeah, without fire. Oh, oh. No, that's not going to happen. Obviously, the center of an iPhone is fire. If you open it up, it's just a little <laughs> campfire inside. Wait, so, like, if you're in the woods, in the wilderness, take out your iPhone, smash it up a bit. Pop it open. Open oh. it up, and there's a fire. A little campfire. Oh, nice. Now, <laughs> little wilderness tip there. <laughs> All these people are created from ash, or from ash, from clay and mud. Where did the idea that people were created from clay and mud come from? Because that's also in, like... That's Genesis. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's one half of Genesis. It's in a lot of things. It's one half of Genesis. I wonder where that idea came from. Because people don't... It's because when you, like, when you are deceased, eventually your body turns into, like, soil, or... Yeah, I think it's, like, from dirt to dirt, or dust to dust. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Ashes to ashes. It's also interesting to think of, like, there's no real reference to the creation of the universe or anything. They just start with the Earth, which is a concept. It's a, it's a person concept thing. Right. Gaia is the Earth. Is also a being that can give birth. Okay. Jeez. They get really abstract really fast. That's pretty impressive for a civilization that didn't have the number zero. So, <laughs> Well, it's a placeholder. You kind of need it. Do you? Yeah. Okay, so should we go to the next story? On to the next one. This one is a Cherokee creation, right? Oh. Yeah. I'm sure you're going to like it. I'm sure I am. We should... Uh, Go through this. Here we go. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. In terms of these, we decided that this week... Um, Our theme was random. <laughs> well, we decided that this week, I think... <laughs> maybe our theme was random, but uh, we wouldn't actually tell um, like the other person. We're going to switch off every week in who gets the creation myth. So this week, I've read the myths, and Trevor hasn't seen them yet. I have no idea what's going to happen. Whereas last week, Trevor read the myth, and I hadn't seen it. It's great. Well, you've seen one of them. I saw one of them. The first one. I peeked a little bit, okay. He read it. The entire thing. I peeked at the entire thing a little bit. (laughs) For a little while, he looked at the entire book. The entire story, analyzed it a bit, and now he's here. All right. (laughs) How the world was made. Uh, Earth was a great island floating in a sea of water. Okay. (laughs) you got to conceptualize this, you, you, the universe as a great like body of water. Right, the Earth right. 
There's an island floating in it. Okay, is this Earth round or is it flat? What do you want to consider it? It's 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 round. I mean, I'm sure part okay. of it's underwater. They so didn't have a concept of the entire world. They were just kind of at the flat part. So it's basically like a big water balloon, and somebody like but you can only drew a sharpie a little tiny bit on it. Yeah. And that's that's land. Well, that's Earth. That's the part they have the ability to conceptualize. Yeah. Okay, so that's kind of weird because like you have. Where did that all come from? Or is that what it starts as? Well, I'm sure they've so seen no oceans, and they've seen land, and they figured that, somehow they figured that the world was more water than land, which is interesting. That's pretty good. That's pre- yeah, that's pretty good. I don't know how they figured that out, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And so they figured that the universe must be made of this stuff, because if you look at the sky, it looks like water. out there is just water, yeah. That's true, actually. Huh. Pretty smart people. That's really cool. If you look outside, you see water. All right. Water comes from the sky. Yeah. Water's everywhere. It, it does, yeah. Pretty good reasoning. Now, that's how they conceptualize the Earth as it is now. A great island floating in a sea of water suspended at each of the four corners, that's the four cardinal points, by a cord hanging down from the sky vault, which is of the solid rock. Right. So, like, beyond the universe, it's just a solid rock where the universe is hanging from. When the world grows old and worn out, the people will die and the cords will break and the earth will sink down into the ocean and all will be water again. The native Cherokees are afraid of this. So, now we get to the actual creation. That was more of a preclude. Oh, it's like the prequel. That's so you can understand how how they view the world now so you'll understand why why things are created how they were. Right. When all was water, the animals animals were above in Galunlati. 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 Who's that? That's just the that's <laughs> that Mount, Mount Olympus of the Cherokee people. So right. Them, that's Mount Olympus. Okay. Good way to think of it. Beyond that's what it means beyond the arch. But it was very much crowded and they were wanting more room. They wondered what was below the water, and at last, Dionysi, Beaver's grandchild, the little water beetle, offered to go and see if it could learn. It darted in every direction over the surface of the water, but could find no firm place to rest. Then it dived to the bottom and came up with some mud, which began to grow and spread, which it began to grow and spread on every side until it became the island, which we call the Earth. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Hold up. So, you've got... Someone picking up mud, and the mud is growing, or they're just like going back over and over again to get mud? So the mud grows on its own, and they spread it. Okay. That's what I'm figuring. That's kind of cool. Yeah. But also, I didn't understand that... I didn't... Well, not that I didn't understand. I just didn't under... Like, I didn't know that Beaver had a grandchild, and that grandchild was a beetle. I mean, I'm assuming that it looks somewhat like a beaver. I don't know. <laughs> water, water. Those little water skitters that stand on top of the water? I don't know. It looks like a beetle if I mean, it looks like a beaver if it was really skinny with no tail or something. Yes, yes. Okay. That, that's, like, yeah. But it can dive. Beavers dive. Beavers swim. No, I know, but beavers. But can't like stand on water. Yeah. <laughs> you just gotta, you know, they figured <laughs> all the animals related somehow. Which is pretty interesting if you think about it they are, in kind terms of, of evolution and whatnot. But, okay, sorry, yes. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After all the 
mud spread over the surface of the water as far as it would spread to create the earth. The island was fastened to the sky with four cords, but no one remembers who did this. Right. They copped out there. They just kind of came. Eh, it happened, but who knows what <laughs> that would do? Well, I mean, that's a good that's a good tactic. Yeah, it's better than just coming up with something very easy. At first, the earth was flat and very soft and wet. Oh, so it is flat. Well, I mean, they didn't really seem to have a concept of the world. You have to be able to sail to know that the world is well, round. I mean, I need to remember that, like. So, for conceptual purposes, yeah. so now you, I'm just looking at, like, a sheet of water, and there's just, like, a dot on it. Yeah. Like a blue piece of paper yep. with a dot on it. But there's also brown underneath it. Yeah. Well, somewhere deep down, there's... Or is it, like, floating around on the water somewhere? The mud? Like, is the mud the core of the Earth? And the Earth is, like, flat, but there's, like, a little tiny core? So the Earth is on this giant water plane that's the universe. Right, right. Yeah, and then somewhere deep inside the universe is some mud that they create the earth with. Nice. they got to create it out of something because they can't conceptualize creation from nothing. So it's got to come from somewhere. That's pretty tough. It's hard. They get. It's hard to be this abstract back in the... Well, I mean, it's, yeah. That's it. At first, the earth was very flat and soft and wet. The animals were anxious to get down and sent out different birds to see if it was yet dry. But they found no place to alight and came back again to Galunati. At first it seemed to be time. At they, they waited for a long time and at last it seemed to be time. Okay. And they sent out the buzzard and told him to go and make ready for them. The now buzzard. this was the great buzzard, the father of all the buzzards that we see now. Oh, oh so these are all like the first of these animals. The first animals, but they're more gods than animals. God animals. Yes. So it's kind of like the same, uh, well, not the same, but similar story of, of what we got last week. Yes, with, where, the, um, where the animals like sloth are, and are very powerful, very godlike. They cut down mountains and stuff. Yeah. Nice. All right. I'm so, excited for this. Yep. Well, now the buzzard went down. He flew over all the earth, low down, near the ground, and it was still soft. When he reached the Cherokee country, he was very tired, and his wings began to flap and strike the ground. And wherever they struck the earth was a valley, and where they turned up again there was a mountain. Now when the animals above saw this, they were afraid that the whole world would be mountains. So they called him back, but the Cher Cherokee country remains full of mountains to this day. That is really cool. That's an awesome way of thinking about it. Oh. So at this point, the, look, the earth is fairly wet, so it's like yeah. easily moved. But these, these like animals are massive. Yeah, they're huge. They're huge. Well, of course they didn't find anywhere to, like, alight. Yeah, well... I, <laughs> could you imagine if this bird tried to, like, stand somewhere? You'd have just this huge, like, hole in the ground. Yeah, <laughs> but to think that... So since the birds can... Like, these animals can live there, they have some concept of the world being very big, big enough for these giant birds, and at the same time, big enough for these giant animals, and at the same time, they only had knowledge of, like, a small piece of the world, even the the land we now call, now call the U.S., they only knew a small piece of it existed. Right. But they still... That's, yeah, that's pr it's a pretty big concept, but I mean... Oh my gosh. Why haven't we found any of these, like, skeletons? Mm -hmm. At least the skeletons. I mean, I let alone a massive... Think of all the stuff you could do with the bones. But they might <laughs> not. I mean, these are gods, Trevor. They don't die. Some of them don't die. But you could According sell to the Greeks, you can kill some gods, but not others. You could sell 
I bet you could sell a god burn for a lot of money on eBay. Or you, I feel like it would have been carved if they found one. Carving looks very popular. Yeah, but I mean, a carved or god burn or just like a pure with, with god burn. Giant god bone. <laughs> Giant god bone for sale. No. Nine bucks. When the earth was dry and the animals came down, it was still dark. So they got the sun and set it in a track to go every day across the island from east to west. Just overhead. But it was too bright this way. And Siskagagili, the red crawfish, had his shell scorched a bright red so that his meat was spoiled. <laughs> and the Cherokee do not eat it. That's why. Which is interesting. Wait, wait, wait. They don't what? eat the red crawfish because in it's the beginning burnt. the sun was too close to the earth and it, yeah, it spoiled the meat. It burned him and spoiled his meat. Wait, how did they get the sun again? They just, they ma just they made it. They, they, well, they, I mean, they're, they're almighty. They just, they just... So at this point they think it entered existence. Yeah. It could be that they saw stars and thought maybe this big close thing is the same as those far things. And that the animals just brought the, one of those close, and that's what this is. But where did those come from? The stars? Yeah. The, they didn't have to explain that. Is it like other pieces of mud that they formed slowly? I have no clue. And then they like... Well, I feel like they, they, they reasoned that the earth and the sun were different... They're not even the compositions. same. Compositions. Right, it's not even like part of the same... You can't consider them the same. <laughs> part of the same thing. Classification, Classification astronomically. They yeah. didn't have astronomy. Well, they did, actually. They probably had pretty I mean, good astronomy. They didn't have lights back then. They could probably see all the constellations. Probably good for, like, seeing um, which direction and stuff. So, like, navigation stuff is probably astronomy but they didn't at that point. Follow that star for there. Yeah, but they didn't have the physics to reason oh. reasonably. Like, hey, this must be, you know, something had to create all this stuff. So they had to create something from some from something. They didn't have something from nothing. Right, so right, right. I'm right. figuring the stars and right. the sun. The sun's just a capture star set in a track around the Earth every day. Whereas those stars out there are free roamers. Maybe they're spirits. I don't... That could have been... Yeah, that could have been good. That's kind of cool. So spirits of previous gods. But, okay, we're, we're, we're making too much stuff up right That's now. We're digressing. Th yeah. These are... These are... Wondering. Yeah, these are just... Yeah, don't, don't say that this is part of the story. This is just our musing about the story. We're wondering how these things are happening, not what the story is. Now, back to the story. Right. After the red crawfish was scorched, the conjurers put up another sun, a handbreadth higher in the air, but it was still too hot. They raised it another time, and another, until it was seven handbreadths high, and just under the sky arch of the Galunati. Then it was just right, and they left it so... This is why the conjurers called the highest place Gulkawagin di Galunlatiyun, the seventh height, because it is seven handbreadths high above the earth. Every day the sun goes along this arch, along under this arch, and returns at night to the upper side, to the starting place. So they reason that the sun goes above the world in an arc, and then underneath the, the world and back to the other side. That's really cool. I think... The one thing that I'm questioning about this is, yeah. so they don't eat the, what was the, the red crawfish? The red crawfish because it's been burnt by the sun. Yeah, and meat was spoiled. Nasty, right, but no the sun good. was too close to the earth at that point. Yeah. Right. They just put the sun right underneath their old home, but they're still kind of living there, right? So then, uh, from what I 
gather they no longer live in in the the arch above the sky, the Galunati. They've moved to the earth because it's more spacious and that was a tiny area. Right. Like living in a flat. And now they're in a condo in New York and they're like, This is this is heaven. So <laughs> right, they, right, right. So now they live in a more sp- spacious place. Okay. And they just put the sun in an arbitrary position, which turned out to be too close, but only really affected the red crawfish. I'm sure it's <laughs> well, how did they even move it without getting burnt? I mean, you'd assume that there'd be, oh. like, some animal out there with, like, some really burnt feet, and they just don't eat the feet there because they touched the sun with the feet. Well, I think the term, because they mentioned the conjurers, those are the ones who capture the sun. And right. I'm, I'm assuming that there's some other force that aren't, like, animals. Okay. That's the only thing I can think of. So there's some conjurer that moves the sun. I'm sure it's, okay like with that. it's more like the conceptual gods that the Greeks started out with, like chaos. And like right, 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 right. One, like something like that. Yeah, and so now they can't ever go home, like back to their god-in-law, he, because sure. it's too hot there. That's like a, a, a causal relation. I don't know if they got that far. Well, it's pretty, it's pretty I mean, the they sun is pretty close to them, so I sometimes feel like... Sometimes, it's probably hot in the middle of the day. <laughs> just, just in the middle of the day. On the other part of the day, it's on the other side, so who cares? Okay. So what happens next? All right. Well, that's the creation of like the Earth, Earth. Right, right. But there is another world under this, Ooh. and it is like ours in everything: animals, plants, and people. Save that the seasons are different, which is really interesting. So right there, they've conceptualized oh, both, wow, the both halves of the of the Earth, oh, that's and cool. the fact that the seasons are different. On the other side of the Earth. That's really cool. So it's like the two hemispheres. Even though the Earth is flat, yeah. That's awesome. So see, they've already figured out seasons, and oh my gosh. Yeah. So the only th- that part right there is great. But so now they continue. The streams that come down from the mountains are trails by which we reach this underworld, and the springs at their heads are the doorways by which we enter. Right. But. Do, but to do this, one must fast and go to water and have one of the underground people for a guide. We know that the seasons in the underworld are different from ours because the water in the springs is always warmer in winter and cooler in the summer than the outer air. So they have it very close to correct. But they're also reasoning that in order that the world is still it's like a flat, just solid mm-hmm. mass that goes down, I'm assuming, infinitely. They to the other side of the earth, though. I don't think you're actually going to the other side of the earth. You're just going directly underneath what you walk on. Is there just like a hole in the ground, or is it like an actual it's other like, side? I'm assuming it's more of like a hole in the ground, sort of like the... Yeah, yeah like a hole in the ground. And right. if you meet one of these under underworld people, they can lead you down. And oh. it's warmer there when it's colder here, and colder here when it's warmer there. And they all figured that out just because the water in the springs is warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer than the outer air. That's kind of cool. If they had the concept of specific heat, they... No, he's joking. <laughs> um, no, no, no. <laughs> but that's really yeah, interesting. So there's warm place down there. So they figured out that inside the earth is very warm. Right, that's pretty good. That's a good start. Yeah. And things obviously live where there's warm things. So, yeah. wait a minute. Okay, here's yeah. my question now. Yeah. If that's the case, why don't birds migrate into the earth? Yeah, <laughs> see, because you can only... They explain that in Do a tricky they? way. They yeah, actually? You can only be led there by people who live in under in the underworld. But who lives there? I 
they don't say who lives there. They're people exactly like us, except that they live in another world underneath ours. Okay. So... They didn't really have a concept of you need the sun to survive, it seems, because well, the sun's there's no there. sun underneath this oh, underworld, it seems. Although they say it's exactly like ours, but... So there's probably another sun. Could there be another sun? Because if the sun gets too close, we already know what happens. Well, it's underground, though, so you don't get burnt if you're, like... Uh, the, the ground, like, stops all the UV rays coming, from coming up and giving you a sunburn. Did they, did also they a sunburn. about UV rays? No, he's joking. Okay. <laughs> they might. Who knows? Interesting. Yes. Well, when the animals and plants were first made, we do not know by whom. Interesting there. They created, but they don't know by whom. They were told to watch and keep awake for seven nights, just as young men now fast and keep awake when they pray to their medicine. They tried to do this, and nearly all were awake for the first night. But then the next night, several dropped off to sleep. And the third night, others were asleep. And then others, until on the seventh night, of all the animals, only the owl, the panther, and one or two more were, were still awake. To these were given the power to see and go about in the dark, and to make prey of the birds and animals which must sleep at night. Of the trees, only the cedar, the pine, the spruce, the holly, and the laurel were still awake at the end. And to them it was given to always be green and to be the greatest for medicine. But to the others it was said, because you have not endured to the end, you shall lose your hair every winter. Good thing that doesn't happen to people. <laughs> Men came after the animals and plants. At first there was only a brother and his sister. Until he struck her with a fish and told her to multiply. And so it was. <laughs> In seven days a child was born to her. And then thereafter, every oh seven God. days, another and they increased very fast until there was danger that the world could not keep them. Wait, who, who is this that got hit by the fish? The woman. He hit his sister with a fish, and she just started popping out babies. <laughs> That's really... Every seven days. I mean, okay. Then, when they felt like the world could not keep them any longer, it was made by, that the woman should only have a child once a year. Once and a year. it has been so ever since. Okay. I like that creation much better than Adam and Eve because that implies that even though every, well, everybody's still sort of related, but it's not just straight up like brother, sister, have a bunch of kids, those it, kids have kids. It's a fish. It's more, it's, yeah. It's just all of a sudden it happens because there's just a fish that got smacked against someone. Against someone. But it, it eats rid of the whole, like... But that's kind of scary, though, because it starts with, like, domestic problems well, already. Well, if you slaps for the fish, it's nothing like, it's not like he's beating her with a stick, it's it's still a fish. I mean, it depends the kind of fish. Yeah, what kind of fish? It's like a goldfish, I guess. Maybe it's a swordfish. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't a swordfish because it <laughs> survives. That would be really painful to get hit by a swordfish. I wouldn't want to get hit by a swordfish. I wouldn't get, want to get hit by many fish. Maybe, it, okay, a goldfish might be okay. Like a sardine might be okay. But like a salmon? A salmon. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure it wasn't like a violent slap. It's his sister. So it's like a loving. It's like a loving slap. Yeah. And from what I know of right. uh, so he just native kind of, cultures, he like they weren't very violent. Well, I mean, they weren't very like. Well, okay, that's. Hmm. There was there was violence, but they were very loving. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They were very loving to each other. Okay. Now, if you come mess around, you're gonna get narrow in the head. But they were very loving to each other. Well, that's good, I guess. Um. So. It's not really an immaculate conception type thing. It's like a no. fish, fish conception. Well, I think the fish is just an instrument, and it's just like a symbol, the symbolizing, and um, symbolizing of. He slaps her with the fish, 
and so it's like, a, but okay, let's let's make this like an, a a love nudge, like a love tap. Yeah, a love tap with yeah. the fish. Yeah, <laughs> with the multiplying. fish. She does. It's pr- it could also be because like fish are really healthy, you know, like they contain uh, the oils. the oils. Yeah, the, the omega three six nine type stuff. Right. And that's really good for you. The fish meat alone <laughs> is really lean and healthy. She was thinking, the guy. So so her husband was thinking, okay, so I've got this fish. And I know it's really healthy, and I want my kids to be really healthy, so I'm just going to, you know. Oh, they're not his kids. Oh, sorry. I want the kids to be, the, I want my wife's kids to be healthy. So Sister. Sisters, wife, kid, okay. I want my, <laughs> I want my sister's kids to be healthy. So I'm going to, like, give her a love tap with a healthy thing, and hopefully it will be healthy. Yeah. The fish is a symbol of, I'm assuming, a symbol of, like, good health and prosperity. Okay. Well, I mean, that that kind of makes sense. Everything's a symbol, Joe. Right. Okay. So, how did the animals uh, get formed? Like, how are there more of them now? Because, like, obviously, he didn't kill, like, the godfish. Maybe he so, did. I don't know. So, the, the original animals, these huge animals, they right. disappear a bit, and we're... We're now with the regular animals. This something has power over these animals, and it affects mm-hmm. like their traits and and whatnot. Yeah. So um, maybe the, the the conjurers that they mentioned earlier are. It, it kind of alludes to there being a higher god than there is than the the animals that created the earth and stuff. Right. And that would make sense since nobody knows who fastened the earth to the to the sky, and nobody knows who actually created the. What is it? The animals. So there's got to be some sort of higher, higher power, but they don't really get into that here. They do get into the creation of everything, and like why some animals can see in the dark and why some animals can't, which is pretty interesting, because they were able to stay up for seven days straight. Just imagine, Trevor, if the humans had made it to that seventh day, who'd be able to see in the dark? Boom. Oh. Boom goes the dynamite. Well, I mean, I guess we could try. It's too late now. Oh. <laughs> so I'm pretty if you sure stay if you stay up for now. very long, you die. So. <laughs> well, my grandmother used to say that she never slept oh. for like 40 years. Oh. We she did tell her that that was impossible. She should have been able to see in the dark. <laughs> Maybe she could. I just didn't know about it. I mean, if she never slept, it would pretty, be pretty useful. It would be pretty good. I mean, yeah, think about how good that would be if we could see in the dark. Think about how good it'd be if we didn't have to sleep. Ugh. We'd have more homework, though. Don't talk about that. That sounds horrible. Imagine row-reducing matrices all night. Because you've endured to the end. What was this thing about the end? Just the end of the seventh night. Oh, so so they so in return for night vision, mm-hmm. they lose their hair. Every year. Oh no, that that's the so there's the animals that stay awake for seven nights. They get to sleep. They 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 get to see in the dark. The other animals don't really have a penalty. But for the trees, which they assume are like awake and conscious and alive, right? Yeah. Well, the, I mean, the, they could be the ones that stay awake. Get to keep their hair all year, and they're the best for medicine. The other ones have mm-hmm. to lose their hair, and they're okay for medicine. So this is evergreens. Yeah, evergreen, spruce, laurel, all the ones that don't lose their... All the cool trees. Yeah. 
Which is interesting because it isn't aspirin from willow bark. They're not. Well, because we use a lot of a lot of that stuff now. Aspirin, yeah, but they might not. I mean, they, they might not, not have had willows. Yeah. I, Where is this? I guess you're right. It's a it depends on their geographic location. Where is the geographic location? The Cherokee people. Yeah. Uh, oh. Ah. I do not actually know. Let's. We're gonna find out for this. Um, I think oh, the Cherokee people, it's, I think it's in, uh, let me think. Okay, so in terms of that, I think it'd have to be in somewhere where there's um, evergreens of some sort. There's definitely somewhere where there's evergreens, but there's somewhere that either they hadn't figured out where willows were, or... They just didn't. They nobody tried chewing on the bark, something like that. Right. Yeah. So there must there must be a place where there's evergreens, no willows. I feel like willows are pretty um, specific areas where they have. It looks it's like they're in this. I think they're in the center. They're I'm in Arkansas. I'm about. I'm getting Arkansas. Yeah. So they're in the Arkansas area. So about the center, mid east or southeast. North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia area. So southeast, southeast United States. Yeah. Are there no willows there? I don't know. Okay. So, um, let's see. What else can we talk about on this story? What other questions do I have? Um, so we've figured out that there's a flat Earth that's made of water, but somehow like Earth grows on it. Um, and, af well, after the beaver's cousin to, um, the beetle is, yeah. uh... I, I, that, that's really, like, a random thing. Uh, there must be some sort of, like, like, relation the way that they look that made them think that, which is pretty interesting, because that implies that they're related, and then that implies that there's some sort of descendants hierarchy that created both the beaver and then later the this the small water beetle. Just sort of like thinking about evolution. Right. Which is pretty interesting because it's hard to get some people to think about evolution now. To think about that, that they had this oh, sort of concept yeah. then is impressive. It's like a taxonomy. So you have like yeah. your different levels. Yeah. That's kinda cool actually. Um so they're all related in a certain way. I guess they all swim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um all right, <laughs> Trevor, quick flashback. They do have willows there, so that's interesting. They do. They do have willows in Georgia. Maybe you have to process it a lot. Yeah. It's probably... I, I'm sure if you chew on the bark, it's it's interesting. So sometime in there... Ah, uh, it's okay. Sometime in there... <laughs> I'm, sure, a, they sh I'm sure they figured it out. There. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is why there was the scream in the background. A little, little scream. A little scream. Sorry, it wasn't that much of a scream. Uh, TM George Lucas for the scream. Okay, so I'm just glad that things have uh, made it out. Man was uh, not a part of... Actually, that's kind of cool, that man's not, well, not really a part of the um, the creation. Man really only influences the creation of man, which is still actually true, sort of. Right, um, you know well, what I mean, I mean, like, like, I mean like, it's good because, in a sense... 
in a lot of the stories like Genesis, they try to take away, like, according to like Simone de Beauvoir, they kind of like try to take away the um, the one thing that really, or not necessarily the one thing, but a major separator between man and woman, because women can actually give birth, whereas man can't. And in the beginning, man is the first one to give birth in Genesis. Whereas this, they a fish does it. The same time. Well, now the fish is just an instrument. In, in the right, and so it's all—it's basically not having to do with him at all, which is a good thing. It's not—it's not taking stuff away. It's—it's it's implies a bit of a, a male dominant society still, but at the same time, they were created at the same time. They, they were still created at the same time though, and he doesn't have any like besides hitting her with the fish. He doesn't have anything to do with the birth. Yeah, so that's pretty interesting. That's good. Relative, sort of equal. Not as good as it could have been, but still really good for the time. Yeah. It sounds like. We have a theme today. I guess it's kind of like Earth before Earth creates Earth. Well, it's these stories are very. Uh, how do I say? It? They 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 explain the Earth. This week's theme is explanation of the creation of the Earth, and at the same time, not getting into all of the creation <laughs> of the Earth. Well, that's good. All right, I think that we actually are out of time right now. So. Um, we're going to end it with our ID. So you are now listening to KWCW 90.5 FM, Walla Walla. And you've just been listening to... Why are we here? A philosophical, philosophical investigation. investigation. Thank you. Goodbye.